0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Straight Talk Radio, where we discuss business, politics, and culture. I'm your host, I'm Donya Keating, I'm coming in live from the Seattle area. It's about 1 p.m. Pacific time on Wednesday, January 2nd. Or no, it's not. It's January 7th. What is this? Anyway, uh, listeners, dial 646-378-0261, chime in live, Press 1 on your keypad to raise your hand. There's a chat option, but it's a little bit wonky and it might require a Blog Talk Radio account. We're not really sure, but give it a go and shoot us your thoughts for incorporating into the show. I'm excited. Mike Barnett is our guest today, and I have mad respect for him and his skills. He's a singer and songwriter. I Heart Kitsap TV owner. He's a former MTV Italy producer, and uh, he's going to talk to us today and share some tips on using videos and SEO, which is search engine optimization, to achieve solid and high rankings on Google and elsewhere. So I'm going to go out there and look for him and see if he's out there, and then we'll get our conversation started. Mike, are you out there? I am. Hello. Well, hello. Can you- Thanks for joining us Hi. today.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me.
0: So, let's start off. Tell us a little bit about, your, a lot about yourself. I mean, you've got a lot going on there. So, tell us about yourself. What what do we need to know about you?
1: Oh, well, I, uh, I grew up in Washington State, and I moved down to California to go to school. And when I was down there, I started playing music and uh, uh, ended up getting interest from labels and went my own route and, and produced my own records independently, and that helped me be able to tour around the country, and as well as different parts of the world, had a great time doing it, and then once my son was born, um, actually a little bit before my son was born, I was actually starting to burn out from doing it. It was I was losing my love and didn't know what to do, and um, right around the time my son was born, I was able to transition to start working uh, through a friend um, on a project that was some Italians had decided to come to America and wanted to figure out what was going on. And, uh, they were worked in T te- they worked on the Italian franchise side of MTV and they were, came over, didn't make any contacts and were just messing things up. So, uh, <laughs> the friend of who was a producer was like, Hey, why don't you just come on and kind of babysit these guys and apologize for whatever mistakes they make. And, uh, just me coming on, I don't think I had any skills per se. I was just able to organize and to uh actually help them with cultural barriers and the show's rating turned around and then after that i got uh I became the go to guy for Italians wanting to come to America to produce stuff on m t v and some other networks and uh did that for a long time as well and it was it was great and um decided though once my son was born, my wife and I decided we wanted to kind of come um back to Washington, because we were really burned out on California, and I was really wanting to distance myself from being a songwriter, because, you know, the career just fizzing out was um, was a little hard, and a little embarrassing, and just wanted to make a clean break, so came back up here, wasn't quite sure what I was going to do, but knew that since we had family up here, and knew I had some skills that I had acquired, I could put them to use up here, and so that's what I did.
0: So, just a question about, you know, I know, because I know you, you full disclosure here, I mean, I've uh, talked with and worked with Mike on different things before, and like I said, I just have a a great deal of respect for what you do. Um, But I also know through your background that you were on a a TV show singing, weren't you?
1: (laughs) Actually, and that was, you know, explain about that, because that was – right around the time I was actually transitioning out of being performer and it was one of the first shows that I actually produced and it was called Open Mic TV and so I never performed on the show but what I did was I brought singer-songwriters um, mostly who were based in uh, California on and kind of showcased their skills as songwriters and it was an amazing show because it was able to showcase people who have now kind of gone on to become famous as singer-songwriters or at least getting some acclaim. And it's just interesting to think that, you know, I was able to kind of help. I don't want to say I broke them because I didn't. The show wasn't, like, that large. But it was It was just great knowing that uh, I was able to provide them probably one of the first experiences that they had on TV by producing that show.
0: I think that's awesome. And I see something. I got some notes from Chris who, uh, of course, every time we have someone on the show, we try to find out, you know, what what is it that they want us to know and ask and then what are some of the things that they didn't tell us that are kind of cool things. And she has on this list that you had a song or something that was on the top charts, and it was on 90210. Is that true?
1: <laughs> Gosh. Am I outing um, you? <laughs> <laughs> so it was um, – actually, it was uh, – the song had gotten um, – some acclaim from, I, I believe that was the New York Post, and then maybe Rolling Stones, and they were kind of saying this is the best song that was on television. But yeah, the song they they ended up uh, playing the song on nine on the revamp of nine hundred two one zero. I think it had uh, Ashley Simpson. I think was the main star of the show, and so they played the they played the song on. It wasn't like a reoccurring song, but they played it in one of the, the major parts of the show so that was that was that so it was just a cool experience it didn't necessarily make or break my career or anything like that but it was just one of those really cool things that uh i can say yeah i've had my music on television many times
0: yeah. Exactly. Right, right. And then so you came back to Washington. You know, the birth of a child always puts things in perspective, I think. Um, and then, yeah. you know, there is that whole thing about L.A. and, and trying to make it. And, and there's some definitely some good parts of that. But there's a culture there that I, I would imagine it wears on you. It's a little different from New York because I've been in both of those cultures. It's slightly different, but I can understand that. And then you came here. And so you've been doing some things here as well. I mean, you started up sort of, I'll let you tell it, but you started up almost like a a television network type thing with iHeart TV, and you're doing things with, um, you know, um, clients here and producing things for b So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so when I came back up, uh, and again, it all comes back to what was kind of uh, happening down in L.A. When I was down in L.A., after doing the show, the open mic TV, I really got a, a bug and a love for wanting to produce high-quality local content music, or television. So when I came back up here, I immediately decided, okay, I'm going to take those skills that I learned down there and try to and utilize them up here from where I grew up. Uh, coming back up here with adult eyes, I just realized how amazing and beautiful and wonderful this place is, especially having the chance to tour around the world and see other places that are equally as beautiful. And uh, mm-hmm. so what I wanted to do was, where I started trying to uh, work with, or actually started working with local television, uh, pitching shows to you know uh, the major networks up here, uh, one or two of them. Uh, there's only two, so you can know which ones they are. <laughs> and then I also, um, you know, worked with the local television network here in uh, Kitsap County called BCAT, and the. Point was yeah, it that birthed iHeart Kitsap, which is a production company, and it also birthed iHeart Kitsap Television, which whole focus is to showcase local life in Kitsap County um, and to showcase all the the great things to do here, whether that be business or just uh, hiking, nature, um, things that are just maybe get overlooked. So yeah.
0: Yeah, and, you know, there's always this feeling, and we've had these conversations that, you know, of course we've got the television stations that are Seattle-based, but they, you know, they, they um, push over into this area because we're you know, right across the water. But there's always a sense, and we've had this, you know, that there we should have a television, quote-unquote, station over here, something, mm-hmm. you know, that that showcases our talent that has maybe a show or two or three or whatever and it just becomes a portal um a little bit different than the b model but we always we've we've talked about that and it's just been a very interesting um a journey in trying to to get that to happen because of the way that you know this place is just it's just a different dynamic. It's the way it's set up. It's it's the interest. It's the it's the people. It's how to reach the most people through a certain vehicle, which you find out you think it's going to be straightforward, and it's not. And it's just it's a lot of work. But uh, yeah, I commend everything you've done. I mean, your iHeart TV, it's it's outstanding, and you've got some other shows on there, and you've got the showcases um, of the, the videos that you've produced of businesses that are just top notch. Um, and to have that type of a globally recognized talent in, the, in our backyard is, is, is a, a major plus. So you've done all of that. But you said in our um, uh, pre-show conversation that you felt like something was missing. So tell me a little bit about that, even though you were doing all these fabulous videos and whatnot.
1: Yeah, yeah. So besides the television, you know, being hired to do actual, like, lo- uh, local promotions, whether that be commercials or um organizational videos that people were going to show at fundraisers or, you know, one-time events, um, I was realizing that although I could make these videos look really great and whatnot for local businesses or local organizations, um, they were really only being, they were kind of like one-time things. And although they would maybe archive them on their website or on a YouTube page or something like that, they never really did anything else. So I, in the back of my mind, I always felt a little bad. Like, hey, you're paying me for all you're paying me this money to produce this thing, but you're only getting really one use out of it. And so that really uh because it was difficult to really uh to start moving forward on the local television, I had to think about different ways. I started really figuring out trying to figure out different ways to uh utilize the videos better and so that's when I really started honing in and trying to focus on uh video SEO.
0: And so, yeah. yeah, and we all know video is important. I mean, it's, a, it's a part of this whole social media conversation, digital media conversation about how businesses can present themselves. And it's, it's like you said, I mean, you can certainly produce it, but there's a strategy that goes to it. It's, it's like anything. I mean, like for me, I can write a white paper for a client, and that's great. It could be the best white paper ever, but if it just sits on the shelf, then, you know, they pay me a lot of money for it, and that's great for my business. But ultimately, if you're in the business of doing things for people that move them forward, you want them to take it off the shelf. So so we all know video is important to local business. So tell us more about why.
1: Yeah, good question. Uh, I think local or video for local businesses is important for a variety of reasons, um, but I would mostly say because it's really the best and most effective way to showcase your product or service. There's studies that uh, show that people – are 80% more likely to watch your video than to read your blog post or your text. Um, There's also online stuff that says that uh, people are even far more likely to buy your product after they watch your video, um, simply because of the fact they end up understanding the culture of your product or your service better and and your culture in general and come to to trust you. It's really a way to um, expedite the process of having people trust you.
0: You know, and it's, it's it, as we, um, you know, the, the um, Internet evolution or the industrial revolution or however you want to frame, the, you know, this what's happening with us and the Internet, it's changed everything. It used to be that you had to say things a certain number of times just to get people to pay attention. And now that we've got so many things coming at us, sometimes in a firehose fashion, you know, especially something like Twitter, you have to fight that much harder to get the mind share of the people that you're trying to reach. And we we become increasingly visual i think and so that's why i think your point about the video and video seo is really important so explain um video seo and why it's so important and i mean i know you and i did an experiment with one of my businesses popcorn chef and it was amazing to watch how well it did and started climbing the chart so what is it and why is it important
1: okay so uh SEO is is really the art of effectively being found online. Uh, generally, this is done by incorporating like keywords, proper keywords, into your website or your blog posts to guide people to your website or your business website. So, uh, by using video, you're kind of taking SEO to the next level when you create videos that are based on keywords searchers are looking for. In when they turn to search engines like Google, um, YouTube, Bing, etc. So, like, uh, if I was going to give you an example, um, if you were to... If you're a local restaurant in Bremerton and you wanted to uh, get people to come to your restaurant, uh, you might create a video and title it Where to Eat in Bremerton because people are going to be typing in where to eat in Bremerton. And mm-hmm. so that video... Once you put it on YouTube and you uh, use keywords to title your video that, um, people are going to go to Google, say, hey, I'm hungry, where to eat in Bremerton?" or restaurants in Bremerton." And Google, because Google sees uh, the creation of video as being more difficult than creating a blog post um, and seeing that you've uh, titled and, and keyworded tagged your video correctly they're going to say hey this video is more relevant and they're most likely to put you at the top of ranking versus uh, lower down on the page
0: hmm okay and so I guess the better you optimize your site or mm-hmm. you know post a yep, particular keyword or keyword yeah
1: yep yep the yeah, better the better yeah. you are at um, really fine tuning uh, the keywords that people uh are going to be uh who are searching for your service are the better results you're going to get and i think a video is almost it's almost a cheater's way of uh being found <laughs> online you know just because google gives so much credit to it um because not very many people especially local businesses uh are taking advantage of video and and video is so easy to do Um, that's the thing, because you can just make a video with your, uh, your iPhone, your smartphone, and really great quality, and, uh, you can maybe buy an an adapter for a mic that would cost 60 bucks. I could plug into your iPhone so that you can get clear, um, audio, and you can shoot a Mm -hmm. video, you know, um, generally the videos, A lot of the questions I get are, like, what should we make the videos about, you know, um. Generally, when if people are on YouTube per se and they're looking for videos, um, they're, when if they're looking for it as a, if they're using YouTube as a search engine, they're generally looking for three things: they're either looking for products and service reviews, or they're looking for how-to videos, or they're looking for educational videos to learn more about a particular topic or product. And so, if you have those things in your mind, if you know that, then you can create videos that are going to fulfill those needs. Um, one of the things I like to tell some clients are, it's like, maybe think about, like, the the top questions you get asked regularly from your customers about your product or service. So, um, and then make a video about that, you know? Like, should I buy a, I don't know, a concrete pool, or should I do um, a fiberglass pool, you know? And if that's a, some questions that you're constantly getting, maybe you can make an exact video about that. Um what kind of pool should i buy? Fiberglass or concrete? You know, and then in that video just answer that question. And then at, as you're going through, give them as much value as possible. Like value that like so much value that it seems like you would almost pay for that information, but just give it to them. Mm-hmm. Let them know. And then at the end of the video, offer them a call to action. And that's the important part. The call to action is, hey, call us for this or sign up on our email and receive this coupon or or something like that.
0: You know, that's it's a great point because, you know, usually when somebody decides that they're going to, and I see somebody out here on the call line, I'm going to bring them into the discussion in a minute, but, you know, the, people usually say, okay, I want to do a video, and I want to do a video about my business, which is more generic, you know, and so they mm-hmm. get there, and I don't know, sometimes they can get more creative, you know, through you, or sometimes they're just a talking head. Hey, come and, you know, mm-hmm. buy my stuff, and this is me, and here's my office, and, you know. Sure. And I think that that works at some point, but I think you're correct yep. in that if you're looking to answer, Answer a specific question that you normally get. That's part of your FAQ. Um, that's relevant to your business um, clients or potential clients. If you do something that's very specific like that, well, where do you eat in Bremerton? Or you know how to make a good pizza? Or you know here's some popcorn recipes? Or, or a how to make caramel popcorn? You do something like that, and so you're answering a question that frankly a lot of people would ask that question, and uh, it, it makes your video I think a little bit more appealing. So the obvious question that I just saw come through the um, chat after all this is, okay, you're starting to climb through uh, the SEO charts and you're being found on Google and whatever. So the the assumption is that the more you're visible, the more that someone's going to go to your site and and you're going to make more sales. But, you know, is there a direct correlation? Do you have any information on the correlation between um, doing something like this and how it translates into more money or sales?
1: Ooh, that's a that's a good question. And I think the way that you could monitor that cuz it sounds like you're asking about ROI. Um the way that you monitor that is by always having a direct obvious um uh, call to action in your video mm-hmm. that's specific to your video. So then if the call to action is come to Bobby's Burgers and when you do mention this video and receive 10% off of your burger. So right as long as and then that's how you can track and monitor if the video's effective or not. And if it is, then congratulations. If it's not, then it might be that you maybe need to reevaluate your keywords that you're using. You might need to reevaluate your offer is it pleasing enough? You might even need mm-hmm. to uh reevaluate the the video itself. Is it actually getting to the point or is it meandering? Is it uh what's it doing? So generally when you make these videos, you want Again, you want to answer the uh, the problems of the seeker. You want to think like the seeker when you make the video. So, if the, uh, video, if yeah, the person, okay. so if the person wants a burger, you know, uh, the video could be the best burger in Kitsap County is Roscoe's, you know, or uh, the best burger in Kitsap County, or something like that. And then when you're in the video just explain that it's the best burger, why, very quickly, and then give them the call to action. And then evaluate the response from that call to action. But mostly these videos are you're just using them to answer the questions that people are searching online. Because these videos aren't about showcasing necessarily your business. The video is about answering the seeker's problem with your business.
0: That's a great That's a great point. And, you know, do you, you when the transition in your career from producing the video and obviously you even give give feedback? Because when you did videos for us, it wasn't just hey, this is what we want you to do, and then we just want you to show up with a camera and film it. I mean, you had some very strategic feedback towards that goal. And even further, taking it even further from just being a talking head or meandering, you're starting to um, provide other options. Like, for instance, when we've talked, I mean, you've got, what's Jenny? You want to talk a little bit about Jenny and and product endorsement and how you fold that into some of your offerings?
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, the amazing thing about the Internet now is that uh, mostly it's about attention, and if you can get people's attention you're winning and so i see the internet really now as whereas the old traditional media is not as effective uh the internet's kind of taking the place of that so there's like uh whereas you know facebook is the new the new newspaper um youtube is the new television format um podcasts are the new radio and you've got within those things different um influencers and so you can reach out to these small niches of of influencers who have tons of people in those really specific small niches and go to them and say, hey, I'm interested in advertising to your niche because it pertains to my business. It's a good fit. I could pay you. And it's not going to be nearly as much as it would cost to pay for traditional advertising. And you're likely to be in front of people who are more concerned and likely to already be invested in what you're doing anyway, because it'll it, it kind of fits versus it being shotgun like on television, where you make a commercial and you hope to grab the attention of somebody. If that makes sense. <laughs> so like with, right, uh, exactly. with like. So like with Ginny uh, Ginny Ingram, she is a blogger, and I completely dislike using the term mommy blogger, but I think that would be the category she would she's in, and she has an influence and she has a following and as long as you're creating she does product reviews and things like that but they have to fall in line uh of the guys of who her audience is who tend to be mothers who are creative who are crafty who are that kind of thing you know so uh one of the things i'm trying to do is connect bloggers to local businesses so they pair well together and so whereas with popcorn chef uh the book um it's it fits right along lines of uh ginny Ginny on the spots uh um audience you know d i y it's family oriented it's fun and so the idea would be to have uh Ginny just do a review of the book and maybe make a recipe from from the popcorn chef book that's going to be released and uh review the recipe and then encourage her audience to uh purchase the book, and right. on the flip side, you uh popcorn chef who gets exposure to a large demographic in a way uh and they they'll know it's a sponsored thing, but they're open to hearing hearing it because they're supporting Ginny and they understand that she needs to have um advertisers, but they also know that she's not going to bring on people who are aren't just interested in uh getting money from them but are it's actually providing products that are it relate to the things that they're interested in.
0: You know, and I've quietly added Charles to the conversation and I'm sure he's going to have some thoughts. Um, but I wanted to to, to let you know, um, you know we've got all these different companies flying around in this this episode, and I've got my hands in probably way too many things. But um, you know, for the people that are listening that don't know what the heck we're talking, Popcorn Chef is one of my companies, and I mean I think the name is kind of self explanatory. We do a lot of gourmet popcorns. Uh, it's an artisanal um, organization or company, and you know, it's just very delicious and fun. And so we also did a cookbook, and so we've been working with uh, Mike to to reposition our business in a way because we we enjoy the popcorn creation and shipping all over the world and yada, yada, yada. But we're kind of moving into a different direction. And so that was really very key for us in in talking with Mike. And then the second thing is my my parent company is Professional Options, which is the company that is sponsoring the um, Straight Talk Radio product and the project. And so we are in our 20th year. And actually because of you, Mike, we have a lot of different – monthly giveaways that we were going to do anyway. But the one that we're going to be announcing on Friday, and I guess if anybody's listening they're going to hear the surprise, is the first thing we're going to offer um, is a handheld kind of one of those things that you attach to the iPhone and you and you hold it up and so it looks back at you like one of those things. And it comes yeah. with a um, the selfie thing, right. And it comes yeah. with a remote control. So we, we did that because we wanted to kind of say, hey, we're talking to Mike Barnett. and nice. uh, He talks about uh, video SEO. And so the first thing that we're going to give away starting on Friday is going to be this you know handheld thing where you can attach it to your iPhone or whatever and you have a remote control and you can do your own videos. You're certainly not going to be anywhere near as good as Mike. Um, but <laughs> at least it's kind of one of those things where <laughs> – if they decide they can't really afford, you know, to hire you for the videos, and at least they can hire you for the consulting for the SEO and, you know, partner with that. So I thought that was kind of a cool thing. Um, oh, that's awesome, Charles. Charles, are you out there? What do you want to say to Mike?
2: Um, yes, I am, and uh, I've been hearing your conversation with great interest. You know, I still find that it's really hard for people to kind of use video. I mean, I think in certain situations, people really, video helps sell something. And like, for instance, you want to figure out how to do something that's visual. You know, YouTube how-tos really do a great job. You want to visit place. you know, a YouTube video or something can show you the place so you're not just talking about it. You know, I think that finding that appropriate niche is kind of key, you know, to where the visual medium along with the information is really valuable. It's not just a replacement, because I read so much content. I don't typically want to go someplace to watch videos to learn something unless there's a visual content of something I'm trying to convey. And I think maybe is that kind of for Mike, is that kind of a key issue? You have to figure out what's the visual content of the question that somebody might have as question around that you can answer by using video as the as the tool?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's uh, uh you're absolutely right. And uh the way I would approach it is uh maybe I can give uh an example. So, last week, um I worked with a client, local client. He's a chiropractor here in town uh, named Dr. Adams, and he wanted to utilize video SEO. And uh we went the approach of educating. And um so what we did is he one of the most common things that he treats for in in this town, in particular, are the lower back injuries. So um, hmm. he wanted to have the keywords lower lower back pain. And by searching and doing some research online, I realized that that was a really highly searched keyword in Kitsap County. So what we decided to do was to make a video uh, that was uh, – that explored the three most common forms of back pain. So, uh, that's, that was the visual component that we needed to, um, to address. So what we did is we, we then filmed those three back pains. Uh, he described it and talked about it. And then at the end he mentioned, okay, so if, if you're suffering from these things, um, come in, we want to help you. And when you do come in, he gave the call to action. And then, uh, and you know and then now we're just waiting. So the great thing about it on the flip side uh tactical side is that by being really specific about what we want people to do and the keywords that they're searching for trying to think like the people here um that that if you look up in Google uh lower back pain causes Silverdale chiropractor um it pops up and it's already ranked number 1 in Google and I put that up yesterday Wow. So, yeah, as long as you uh so if as long as you know from the uh the written side how uh, how you it's just a matter of trying to figure out how you make want to make it visual. So for Dr. Adams it was there's three common there's three types of lower back pains. These are the most popular uh ones. So what do we do to translate that to something visual? So what I did was uh kind of show examples of how people injure their backs in three different ways. And then talk about how uh, identify those. And then talk about how he addresses those. If that makes sense. Did I answer your question, Charles? Yeah.
2: No, that, that, great. that's great. I mean, and there you can, the visual is you can show people instead of saying it's the you know the ear the issue is between your L two and L three most commonly you know people don't have to look up what L two L three he can point to it on on the spine you know model of the yep. spine and, and talk about it. Yep. So that's something that again sells you know it has some visual content to it that helps. Connect what he's saying with you know something physical something visual, and uh that's the perfect example awesome so
0: here's a question that came through so you're looking for the the first part of that is you know obviously they have to have a message and then you, you know the video whatever, but you're looking for the most searched commonly searched term, and then how to incorporate that into the s e o with a um a really compelling video or message now since it's a common search term, how do you end up becoming higher than somebody else that uses use the same search term? I mean, how does that even work?
1: Yeah, so if well, somebody else says, word,
0: yeah, so how do you do that?
1: Um, well, don't a, give me your secrets, few, but you know what I mean. Oh, I'm, ha- I'm happy to give you what I can. Like, it's a little complicated, so I'm going to try to keep it. It's complicated until you figure out how to do it. Then once you figure out how to do it, you go, "No, this is super easy." But if I was okay. trying to explain it to someone right off, your eyes would cross, you know. But it's mostly <laughs> just—it's really just a list of things that you do. So, uh, and the great thing about right now too is that because local businesses generally don't understand um, how uh, how to utilize and why to use videos. Even if someone else has your search term, if you just know a little more information, you can outrank that person. So, for instance, the video uh, that I created for Dr. Adams, um, he's already outranking someone for that same exact keyword who is a chiropractor who's had his video up for three years and has over 50K views. Dr. Mm. Adams, if I search online, um, the last time I checked, which was probably about half an hour ago, uh, no, an hour ago before the show started, He only had 123 views. So um, there's a way to beat the system, and the the, the way to beat the system is give Google what it wants in order to um, uh, – so it knows how to rank you. And a lot of – and one of the things that you want to do – some of the things you want to make sure you want to do is when you upload your video, title it with your keywords, the most important keywords first. So my – for my video, I put uh, lower back pain, causes. And then I right after that I put uh Dr. Adams' phone number so that uh once it ranked if uh people see that lower back pain causes even if they're not interested in watching the video the phone number's right there. Um
0: because it's already embedded, right. Okay.
1: It's already embedded and you're going to see that. And the great thing too is with video when it's on the when it's in search um it gets a little thumbnail or a picture So your eye is going to be drawn to it naturally. And so, like I said, if you were to look up lower back pain causes, Silverdale chiropractor, um, you're only going to see that picture in Google. Everything else is just text. So your eye is going to automatically be drawn to the video, and then you're going to see the phone number that's right there. But uh, getting back to, again, answering the question of uh, if someone else has your same uh, keywords, how do you outrank them? So... um, the very I'll just kind of go down the list and try to keep it as simple as I can. So the first thing you want to do after you make your video and it's done, you want to title your video, the actual video file, your keywords. So instead of it being um, my video .mov or dot, .you know .mp4 or whatever it's going to be or QuickTime, it needs to be um, lower back pain .mov. Does that make sense?
0: Okay. Yes, it does.
1: Okay, so that's number one. Number two, when you're uploading it to YouTube and you're actually titling your YouTube um, video, make sure your most important keywords are first, like I said. So lower back pain, that's your keywords, and then you can put causes next. And then for me, um, especially if it's a local video, uh, I either put the phone number in, I put the phone number in, and then I put the name of the business right after. So whatever the phone number is, and then Adam's Chiropractic. So it would look like lower back pain causes slash phone number slash Adam's Chiropractic. So thirdly, um, oh, go ahead. If I'm moving too fast, please interject.
0: No, no, not at all. I mean, this is great. And I was going to say, don't give away all your secrets because then people have to hire you. But it it, 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 it brings up another question that I'll ask you when you're done.
1: No, I and I don't mind giving away the secrets because the secrets is how you learn and how you grow. And if you hold that information, um, it's already out there. Just because I know right. it, um, you can still find it. You know, so that's exactly. not the point. The point is, I want I want them to succeed. So I'm going to give away all the secrets. Um, and with that said, even if when giving away the secrets, you can't do it the way I can do it. You know. There you go. So, um, <laughs> but so you've listed <laughs> you've listed your keywords. Um, Next, what you want to do is, um, in the advanced settings of the YouTube uh, upload, it says advanced settings, go to the the geolocating section and put in the address of your business. Um, That's going to help Google find out where the video is coming from. And then when people are searching for your particular keyword, they're going to know, especially if it's a big keyword, they're going to it's going to realize oh this is a regional location so people in that same area are looking for this particular thing so we can bring up that video first in Google in that area does that make sense
0: so let's target it okay yeah so now yeah. it's targeted right
1: yeah correct so uh the other things that you want to do is you want to make sure you tag your videos so the tags are like the hashtags for like Instagram or whatever But in YouTube, it's like they're more of your keywords. So what I did for the Dr. Adams uh, example, I did lower back pain causes. And then I also did uh, low back pain, um, chiropractor, Silverdale, Washington, um, those kind of things like you want to do broad, specific. You want to do broad uh, keywords, and you also want to do specific keywords. You don't want to overstuff them because then Google will think you're being spammy. So if you were to right. do at the most at the most keywords you, or tags you should put in there, I would say twelve. Don't do any more than that; it's going to get suspicious. The next thing that you want to make sure you do is fill out the description section. So many people upload their videos and don't fill in the description section, and then that just tells Google that you're a hobbyist, that you don't really care, that you're just putting up videos of cats. You know. So <laughs> what you want to do is you want to fill out. <laughs> You want to fill (laughs) out that description section. (laughs) So fill out that description section. The first thing I always do is I put in a uh, web address. And when you're putting in the web address, make sure you add the HTTP colon forward slashes because then that's going to make your um, web address a link that they can actually push. If you don't do that, you're not going to be able to push it. Um, But in your description, you want to... Yeah, maybe 150 words, and you want to use your, your most important keyword first, you know, and then just write a sentence to make, uh, like you're writing a blog post essentially, but put the keywords in there. Don't stuff it, but make it natural. And what this will do is that this is giving uh, Google more and more information to know, hey, this video is about this thing, and because it's a video, um, I can, I'm can i going to rank it here, you know. So wow, that's... Yeah. Uh, So fill in the description. That's really, really important. Um, And then finally, after you you, uh, post your video, um, you want to get people to – you want to get people – you want to actually watch it all the way through. And you might even want to open up a few tabs on your browser and have the video run a few different times. it's just to show – although it's from the same IP address, it's just going to show that there's some activity happening with the video and then you also want to get as many people as you can to watch the video all the way through like it only if they like it and then comment only if they want to you don't want it to you don't want it to seem spammy you want it to be natural you know but the more activity you can get the sooner you upload it the more relevant it's going to appear to Google and Google's going to say hey this this video was just uploaded about this and there's already people who are watching it and sharing it on different social platforms, this thing must be really relevant for this particular keyword, so I'm going to give it more importance. And especially because it's a video and it was harder to make, I'm going to give it a lot of importance. So I'm going to bump it up even higher in search engines.
0: Very interesting. Charles, did you have any thoughts or comments about that, what he just said?
2: Uh no, that's that's actually pretty good. Um I think that's that's in essence I, I love your comment about, you know, if you're just a hobbyist and you're uploading cat videos, you know, and you don't put any description <laughs> in. I, I think that's that's just so true. People just don't take, you know, you know it's a lot of work to produce a video. It would be a shame to do a lot of work to produce a video and then not do the additional technical steps to make it be found properly. Um so let's say you do everything right technically you know you almost have to have a built-in audience of interest in order to gain some traction so maybe you have to prime the pump a little bit so that when your video does hit you you can go to your network of 10 or 20 people and say hey what do you think of this and they'll start looking at it from different places and then that in other words that's kind of like the kickstarter is that something you kind of encourage your clients to have kind of a, pre, a pre-built-in audience a little bit of people who would be... In other words, you're not just starting from ground zero. You make a video, and then you go out and start telling everybody you just made your video. It's like they don't announce it until they've done right. it. It, it. It's right. it's You're flipping this the other way. You're saying, no, let people know you're going to do this so that when it does land, they're ready
1: to do something to help you. Exactly, exactly. And he, And 10 or 12 people... Even if you got to ask your spouse, your, your family, your close friends to watch the video all the way through, that's perfect to get started. The other thing to consider, too, is the one video isn't going to be the thing that's going to save your company or get you the amazing PR. What you need to do is you need to make multiple ones that are answering the questions posed by people looking for your particular, video, your particular business or service. So... Uh, a lower back pain video is great because only a, a specific target who's uh, our audience who's looking for that question will find that question. But you also service people who have neck problems, you also service people who are in car accidents. So all those other things need to be videos as well.
2: Yeah. The great thing and about
1: it, the, oh, go ahead, Charles.
2: I was going to say, th- does that also kind of make it kind of shift to where videos are now becoming more small, clippy? Things that are focused around one thing instead of some big, long, hour-long video.
1: Yeah, yeah. Again, you just want to use it to answer the specific question those people are asking. If it's if it needs to be a detailed video that's really long, as long as it's answering that particular question, it's a, the length doesn't really matter. There's general rules you want to keep them as as short as possible because, from my understanding, now American uh, uh, American adults and kids have an uh, attention span that's shorter than a goldfish, that's what I, That's just what I've <laughs> read. Who knows if that's real or not. But, you know, that's Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so that's something to consider. But, yeah, I think it's mostly just about making the videos. They're answering people's questions. And here's the other thing to consider. if uh, Most people who are online, when they're searching, they're already – they're searching. They're either in the beginning stages of buying something or learning about something. So they're interested, or they're at the point where they're already ready to buy, and they just want to find a place to buy it or to order it. So you don't even have to do advertising. As long as you're answering their questions, they're looking for your answer. And if you provide the right answer at the right time, and you're higher up in search ranking, then you're more likely to get their service than anyone else. And that cuts back on the amount of actual just loud advertising you have to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, you bring up an interesting uh, point about what you do, which is, you know, you're you're hired by clients to walk them through this process, and you know, it, almost ultimately creating a channel if they don't have one, where they become very relevant on an ongoing basis. But then the second thing is you're talking about instructional videos and and tools. I mean, you almost should have your own channel, uh, or or tool, or something that's out there on the uh, the internet where people can go to you and and learn through that, you know, portal, you know, how to how to, you know, some kind of a training uh tool about how to do this stuff. Cuz I mean, you can fly all over the world and do this obviously, but I would think that at some point you're going to reach the people that you can physically and the clients that you can physically and then there are some other clients that, you know, you may never meet but they can still benefit from your expertise.
1: Yeah, and that's a that's a great point that you're bringing up because that's something that I'm having in the works right now that I'm working very hard on trying to figure out how to create uh, uh, a course or a membership online uh, membership website, you know, to kind of teach yeah. what I do, and then to offer to others if they want to know how to either do video SEO this way or if they have digital products that they want to sell people uh, to teach them how to make an actual course to do so. But So that's definitely in my wheelhouse for 2015. So thanks for affirming it. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I, I was going to say I had that same idea, that uh, like a class, to teach yeah. how
2: to u- effectively use video to communicate messages. You know, the do's and don'ts, you know, that I'm sure people just, you know, hey, here's the shaking camera Blair Witch effect. You know, yeah. there's a lot of obvious ones, but there's probably better ones. and. There's definitely something different about when you shoot a video, the quality of it in terms of how you cut and edit and communicate. You know, it, you could even break it down in different parts, like, okay, here's how you shoot the raw video, and then here's what you do in the editing steps. Here's the tools sure. they use, et cetera, that kind of thing. So yeah. I can just see people, you know, using it as an effective way of saying, here's how I use video more effectively to communicate. I could see people in the tourism industry and, you know, lots of small businesses saying, you know, this might be an effective tool for
1: us. Yeah, yeah.
0: I would say that if whoever's listening, I mean, if you really want to see, um, I guess there's, there's several of them, but I'm going to give the one that I have, and then, Mike, you can jump in and give whatever you want to give. But if you go to iHeartKidsApp.tv, you know, you'll go to to one of uh, Mike's sites, and you'll be able to see just the exceptional quality that um, that he provides. And what else do you have? I mean, where else would you like people to go to to keep in touch with you and see what you're doing? You know,
1: URLs, yeah, sure. Facebook pages,
0: well, whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, you can go to my um, my online portfolio, which is net. But if you want, but I really love email. I love being contacted via email because. I want to talk to people that way and not be salesy and really have a chance to figure out what they need and what they want to know. Okay. That's
2: an okay thing. I,
0: yeah, well, I'm trying to think of whether or not I really want to give out his email address and have him bombard it. But, yeah, I, I would say that they'll, they'll find that from one I of
1: the uh, – right? You can find them through there?
2: The or funny thing about that is, like, I Heart
1: you know you know I actually never really set up an email for that because i I've gotten to the point I got to the point where I wanna qualify my leads first, you know and actually work with yeah. people I know, which is kind of counterproductive mm-hmm. to all this stuff I'm telling everybody else, but this just it's just <laughs> how it works for me as a as a person you know i uh I would rather work with smaller amounts of people where I can actually give them my time and teach them things versus just churning out stuff. So, in all honesty, I I do not mind if you give my personal email. I'm I and if I get bombarded, let that be on me. But I I, I welcome that and I would love to talk to people about how to help them or, you know, just kind of point them in some directions. So, um yeah.
0: Well, the way I'll leave it for everybody is that, you know, um, if you want his email address, then contact us on our Facebook page or, you know, contact nice. us somehow through, you know, and then we'll we'll shoot you through to him. Because I'm very much like you, and my clients are global, and most of them are referrals. And it doesn't mean that I'm not interested in new business. It's just there's just something that comes from that, that pre-qualified everybody knows what they're getting and, you know, it just yeah. makes the, the transition that much easier. doesn't mean that we don't like challenges. It's just a different way to work. So um, does anybody yeah. have any more comments that they'd like to uh, add before we wrap up? Because it looks like we've covered a lot of stuff here. Anybody? Charles? Mike?
2: No, I think, Mike, you've done a great job. And, um, again, I think there's, a, there's another layer. You, you're not just shooting product promotional videos. It's the way, you know, the angles, the cuts, the, the way you do the audio, the way it flows, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of skill there, and I, I can say, I like your point where you said also, you can teach people about the elements of it, but they're not going to do it as well as you, and that's for sure. So, I mean, I think it's one to educate people about the tools and how to leverage them. And I think that's that's a good sales technique to get to the next layer with somebody who really wants to take it to the next level. And and it's not a cost. I mean, if you do something and it's very effective and it communicates, it's, it's, it's a very effective marketing campaign. It is new media. And uh, you're never going to be, well, at least not for a while, opening up a newspaper and looking at a video of something. Um, so right. it really is going to uh, appeal to people at a different level. That's
1: right. Oh, that's amazing. So before before we wrap it up, there's I would say there's two things I would like to maybe suggest for people. The first is um, here are maybe some questions you should ask yourself prior to making your video. Um, what is the purpose of this video? Who is this video for? What do you want that person to do after watching the video? Do you want them to join your email list, come into your business, buy your product? Um, And then secondly, I would say just to kind of maybe get, hopefully wrap your head around kind of what I'm talking about, search engine optimization, I would say go to Google, look up lower back pain, Silverdale chiropractor. And just see how that works. See how the keyword, if you're looking for that, maybe you can even do uh, variations of it and see how that goes. So, like, uh, um, what are the reasons for lower back pain? Soberell chiropractor or lower back pain relief chiropractor, something like that. And just see where the video pops up, or if it, uh, or maybe it won't. And then you can understand, oh, uh, this is the diff- this is the difference of how specific I need to be with my keywords. Mm-hmm. if that makes
0: sense. Yeah, it does. Wow. Okay, so thanks so much, Mike. Love having you. And uh, I just feel great. like there's so much more we can talk about. This is awesome. So for all <laughs> of you that are out there listening, I want to thank you for uh, tuning in. The broadcast that you just heard live is going to become a podcast at the site you're using right now. You can also uh, access it on our Facebook page at backslash str 8 radio. That's Sam Tommy Roger, the number 8, Talk Radio. We're also on iTunes. You can see the icon in the upper right-hand corner there on the page. Just be sure to follow us here, like us on Facebook. Let us know what you're thinking. This is Donya Keating. I'm your host, signing off at about one fifty Pacific time on Wednesday, January 7th. See you next time.